It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Hockey at the Rock. Uh, You know, when the two center pillars for the New Jersey Devils went down, us as fans, John, um, by the way, this is John Fisher, everybody. You already knew that. Hello. Say hello. Hi. Uh, we knew that certainly in the absence of Nico Heischer and Jack Hughes with assorted injuries, which, uh, you know, not great, but we, we knew that contingency was possible and we knew it wouldn't be glamorous. We did not know it would be, uh, worse than that. Yep. Although I have to say it is not the fault of the offensive side of the puck, um, mm. For the most part, I think a lot of it has to do with the team defense, attention to detail. And once again, what a surprise, the goaltending. Well, you left out a couple, uh, two other big aspects that I'm going to harp and gripe about, especially with the second game of we're going to cover starting the game. Well, starting the game on time. You know, the Devils were in both games this week. They had a chance, they had a legitimate opportunity to win both. Yes, they did. They had an opportunity to come away with points. Mm-hmm. And it's just a shame that they didn't. And it was, mm-hmm. you know, the ending of a uh, long road trip. And it was the return home against a Washington team that's not supposed to be competing for a playoff spot and yet has now bested the Devils twice this season. And it's currently sitting third in the division. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk a bit about that in a moment. Sure, sure, sure. Um, right. So... Okay, let's talk about the Colorado Avalanche game. Mm-hmm. 10 p.m. start local time. So 
admittedly, I didn't stay up to see it live. I had to catch yeah. up like a lot of normal people would because some of us have jobs. This was difficult for me as well. <laughs> All right. So the first period, the Devils actually got off to a very fast start against Colorado. In fact, mm-hmm. Tyler Toffoli got you a goal. Yeah, it was good. Good. Then a problem. Then a problem started to set in. Um, Colorado started hitting back and demonstrated that they can hang and skate and fly with the Devils to mm-hmm. the point where I'm sitting there going, you know, New Jersey, I think you may want to slow it down here because if you're going to make it a race, I don't think you're going to win it. And that to proved to be uh, factual as all of a sudden, literally at that thought, Andrzej Palat coughs up a big uh, puck from the from a board play. He lost badly. Um, and Kevin Ball, oh boy, Kevin Ball had a terrible night. Mm-hmm. Terrible night. Um, a lazy penalty by Timo Rotten. And I'm sorry, Timo Meyer led to a Miko Rotten redirection that nobody was going to stop. Not Vitek Vanacek, not Martin Brodor in his prime, not not even Patrick Waugh. Nobody was going to stop that redirection at the left post. It's 1-1. And then the second period begins. And Dan, let me tell you something. The broadcasters on TNT, because this mm-hmm. was a nationally televised game, they're not great. They're, they're not exact. You're not going to learn about a lot about hockey from these guys. But when they're starting to point out, hey, it's a bad thing if you're giving up seven odd man rushes in a period. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And the yeah. Devils, oh boy, uh, they paid the price early on one where a Kevin Ball block shot leads to a two on one of Logan O'Connor and Miles Wood. Vitek stops Wood. Nobody hustles back to pick up Ross Colton. He slams in the rebound. And then Ross Colton becomes the center of attention where he boards Luke Hughes. Timo Meyer goes over to stick up for Mr. Hughes and Colton cross checks his Meyer, yeah. Meyer in the face. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. It's like Ross Colton decided I did a dumb thing. I'm going to double down on this. Another New thing. Jersey guy just, you know, making it a bad it? time for the devils. It, it's, it was Clifton. Now it's Colton. Yeah. And this What's was actually, on here. and this was already during a, um, if I recall correctly, a um, a situation for the Devils were killing. I'm trying to catch myself up as to what it was. Oh yeah, it was during an, a two. It was actually during a too many men on the ice penalty that Colorado was already serving. So not only did the Devils get a short five on three, they got a rare seven minute power play out of it. Yep. And that too many men on the ice was actually negated partially because Kevin Ball was in the box for interfering with Nathan McKinnon. Ugh, and it's uh, such a shame that Hughes and Heisher are not in the game for a seven minute power play. Because imagine. No the damage that they could have done. Oh yeah. Well, uh, anyway, you got some damage immediately. Timo Meyer does score. So two, two, and then Dougie Hamilton decides at the start of the actual five on four for seven ish minutes, I'm going to dump this puck in. Now, Dan, you have a man advantage. You have a team full of fast skaters who can handle the puck. Well, mm-hmm. why in the blue hell are you dumping the puck in mm. without anybody ready for it? Well, you didn't because have a plan. No, he did it. And then and then the double to make it even worse, Hamilton, as he saw the puck reverse around, Natushkin noticed that Hamilton came over to the point instead of staying in the middle. This mm-hmm. opened up the seas like Moses at the river and made a pass to Miles freaking wood Ugh. on a breakaway. Somebody in Colorado must have taught him how to shoot because he scored on this breakaway well you know he did all the scouting on vtech vanacek he, he loved talking about it the next day as well <laughs> as he uh, should he, which he, fair enough 
shorthanded goal at the beginning of this long power play loses the lead three two miles wood of all people gets the first shorthanded goal against the devils this season you really need a save there you really 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 you needed a save save there there. you needed a save there this is a classic example of i think what's been really ailing the devils this season as whole when we begin to talk about defensive problems it's you make one mistake like the dump in you double down on that mistake, Hamilton moving out of position. That was called out by TNT, which, again, not a great sign if they're calling it out. Mm-hmm. And then third, you need your goalie to make come up big to bail you out, and he just doesn't. Granted, it was a really well-placed shot by Wood, but Vitek, you got to make yourself bigger in that situation. He didn't. You hate to see it. Anyways, Hamilton at least can say he redeemed himself by scoring later on that power play. He got a power play goal, and hey, it's 3-3 three to three going into the third period, Dan. It's a winnable game. Yep. Did the Devils win this game? Nope. Nope. <laughs> and uh, the Devils get housed, similar to how they were getting housed in that first period and before all the penalties in the second period where Colorado's speed and their willingness to win board battles up uh, really came up big. So th- this became a bit of a controversy as we're recording this. But you see, Chris Tierney, he's in the lineup because he has to be due to the yep. injuries to Hughes and Heischer. He lose he he wins a board battle and then decides I'm going to try to make it past to Alexander Holtz in the middle of the defensive zone. He misses Holtz by ten feet and gives it right to Ryan Johansson. Huh. Johansson buries it. Time to bench Holtz. Got a bench Holtz, man. You know how dare he stand? You know within ten feet of uh, Chris Tierney making a big mistake. Anyway, that makes it four to three, and that actually ended up being your eventual game winner. And then to double down on this, again, Kevin Ball had a terrible night. Terrible. Mm-hmm. John Marino didn't help him out much either, but Kevin Ball was absolutely terrible. Um, Willman, Max Willman, guy who scored a goal against Chicago, I believe it was him who carried the puck up through the neutral zone after a clumsy breakout pass by John Marino. He in- unintentionally collides into Lazar at the blue line to lose the puck to Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr recognizes the situation goes, hey, Nathan McKinnon and Miko Ratanen have already turned around. I'm going to feed this puck to Ratanen. Mm-hmm. Ratanen and McKinnon go after Ball, two on one. Ball covers nothing. And Ratanen makes a pass to McKinnon and McKinnon, you know, Vanacek wasn't going to stop that shot. It's Nathan McKinnon. No. It's five to three. And then add on an empty netter. It's a six, three loss. And you're sitting there going, guys 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 well okay so it's a winnable game but it's also you know uh, situationally i'm gonna i'm gonna give some excuses here just because the next one had less uh i I just want to set up the comparison here you're at the end of a four-game road trip through the midwest you're losing your you know you're missing your top two centers Mm -hmm. uh very emotional game last game uh and overcoming that and really in the first game without them um, when Jack Hughes went down, you're playing against a team that's a, you know, prohibitive Stanley Cup favorite, or at least a very least a competitor. Yeah. Fine. All that you can you can certainly, you know, throw that in there. You can roll that up as an excuse. You can say whatever you want about that. But then you have several days of rest. You return home yeah. mm-hmm. to once again face a team that is not supposed to be a playoff contender and yet is occupying the spot that should be one of yours. Um, and it was up until that night. Yeah, and it was not a good night. They they just, for some reason, they just have played zero minutes of the first period against the Washington Capitals this year. They, they it's it was identical. It it actually was identical in the sense of, and this is what I call a depressing fact. 
Uh, remember that October loss of uh, Washington where they did deadly squat in the first period and gave up a couple goals? Oh, that's what I'm saying. It's identical to that. Yeah, well, they, the Devils had officially had two shots on net in that game mm-hmm. in the first period. In this game, they had two shots on net in the first oh, period God. and went down a couple goals. Now, granted, those goals in that other game, you know, involved guys like, you know, Milano, Mantha, who has actually missed this game because he took a puck to the ear in their pre in the Capitals' previous game against Brutal. Florida. I want to say, mm-hmm. um, no, it was the guys. The guys who struck big early was uh, Nicholas Aubin Kubel and uh, the wonderfully named Beck Malenstein, okay. scoring on back to back shifts, almost from the exact same spot on the ice behind behind the left dot to Vanacek's left. Both on shots that you just go, Vanacek, come on, man. You're gonna you can't give up shots from there. Uh once again before the criticism starts, also, I think this was a good pull by Lindy Ruff. It was. Uh, it, I, I yeah. think it was very much a it was aggressive. It was something that we've rarely seen him do it this early, but I think it was good to try and get this game under control. And at least that aspect of the game, uh Akira Schmid did settle things down. Well, yeah, Shmeed came in and he did quite well, but the the intended effect, I think, was also to get the team going, and that was a miserable fat failure. Yeah, I mean, going into that, not only were the Devils down two nothing, they already took one penalty. John Marino got called for an interference against Tom Wilson that was kind of soft. Um, of course, you know, later in that period, you got Brendan Smith committing a way more legitimate interference penalty against the mighty Abe Kubel, uh, the guy who was called up to replace Mantha for this game. So, you know, Brendan Smith can continue to chop that wood out there. Um, second period goes, and unlike the last game against Washington, uh, the Devils were pretty garbage. We got to see something rare, though, Dan. Mm-hmm. Brendan Smith on an activation. Ooh. And this, this turned out to be a problem because Kevin Ball... Poor Kevin. He actually had a better game just by default, but he, he decided to take a shot from the point. He missed the net by five feet. Puck bounces off the end boards. Mr. Ovechkin has the presence of mind to go, hey, there's only one devil back. It's Timo Meyer and Kevin Ball, you know, possibly in the area. And Brendan Smith is for some inexplicable reason near the slot. Mm-hmm. So Ovechkin decides, I'm just going to chip the puck ahead and see if Tom Wilson and uh, if Jenny Kuznetsov can beat Kevin Ball in a race. And the answer is yes. yes. It was a virtual two on nothing. Now, to give Smith some credit, he hustled like crazy to get beaten by Wilson at the end. And but uh, you know, Ball and Meyer, they didn't catch up, nor did they get to anybody. And the virtual two on zero led to the one goal that beat Schmidt. And again, nobody was going to stop that shot. Again, mm-hmm. you could have put any goaltender in the history of the NHL in that net. They're not going to stop that shot, and they didn't. And the Devils went down three nothing. Yay. It's just so hard to win games when you're constantly down by two goals, three goals. I mean, it's yeah, it's very difficult to imagine that. And again, I know that Hughes is missing. I know that Heischer's missing. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you have two other players that make two other forwards that make uh close to eight mil. You yeah. have a defenseman that makes nine. Someone else should be able to um yeah you know fill in those responsibilities it, it's not just the offense it's not it's not really the offense that's missing they're still scoring plenty of goals it's just a no. matter of you know first of all the timeliness of it and mm-hmm. the defensive awareness the responsibility of it yeah. all is just not there and when you're dropping i, I think arguably in that role nico he might be more important not only that, but that's my frustration, Dan, is that it's not like you need big money players to do big money things here. You know, cover your men, 
talk to each other out there. Pick somebody in an odd man situation to cover. You know, put a stick on somebody. Like these are rudimentary things that you could expect a minimum wage player in this league to do and does do, by the way. So it's beyond shocking to me between the terrible first period start of the game against the same opponent where you had a terrible first period start to the point where Lindy Ruff correctly called it out after game saying, oh, our guys were soft out there. Okay, coach. Why were they soft again? Mm-hmm. What's the message now? <laughs> you I know, mean, three weeks later. I'll but say one, on the positive side, it seems that of all the things we're talking about, it's not uh, Luke Hughes making the mistakes, which yeah. I love to see. He's adjusting very well to harder right. minutes. He's working better with good partners. He's uh, right. one of the team leaders on defense already at this point. So um, right. nice but- to see. Yeah, but the issue has been, you know, the guys you expect to be the, yes. you know, calming factors, the Dougie Hamiltons, the, Siegenthaler. you know, the Jonas Siegenthaler, John Marino, like those three plus, you know, Smith to a degree are just like, you don't know what you're going to get out of them. And knowing that the forwards, I mean, goodness gracious, Palat in these two games, did you know he's making just shy of $7 million in uh. salary this season, Dan? Uh, like this man, this man, this man is losing battles left and right. He's not putting up much of anything out there. And it's frustrating because he justified all that in the playoffs. He had a great playoffs yeah. against the Rangers. <laughs> yeah, but that's exactly it. I mean, yeah. great. But that was back in April. It's November. We kind of need to see more from you, my dude. That's that right. contract wasn't money. just, yeah, your contract wasn't just for the one playoff series. It's, you know, a five season contract. Go make some money or be a little professional about it, Andrich. Anyway, getting back to the game, frustration continued to mount as the Devils got a late power play at the end of the second period, carried over to the third period. And Dan, how many shots on net did they get on that power play? It was zero. Zero. They Yay. got another power play. How many shots did they get on that? Also zero. Also zero. So you, you, it wasn't until about just shy of six minutes into the third period of a three nothing game that the Devils got a shot on net in the third period. Now, you hate to credit see a power play that is clicking at almost 40% at that point, go completely dry when you needed it to not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only guy that did anything was Alexander Holtz's one shift in the third period where he made two legitimately good passes and the shots just sailed. Like, but I guess Mr. Ruff figured, Hey, Holtz, you can't be going out there trying to make some offense. You sit there, learn from Mr. Holla. Well, don't get scored on the seventh most on the team. Yeah. Well, uh, anyways, (laughs) anyway, but the devils did, however, strike gold after that one shot on net because Mm -hmm. shortly thereafter, Michael McLeod gets a shot on net and Timo Myers literally at the right place at the right time to jam in the rebound. It's now three to one. Two minutes later, Tyler Toffoli sends a killer pass through the crease that somehow Charlie Lindgren decided not to do anything about. Mm -hmm. Dawson Mercer is behind the goaltender. He redirects it in. It's now three to two and the devils are now cooking. Jesper Brock comes in, you know, he just needed to curl the puck. He had a perfectly wide open wraparound puck just stayed parallel to the goal line, but the devils were cooking, Dan. You wanted to see them cook. And then Timo Meyer high stacked Beck Malenstein in the face. Like, (laughs) but even after that penalty kill, the devils were cooking, the devils were trying. And then it all fell apart when, uh, uh, Shmid got pulled for the extra skater because Nestov goes for the clearance, somehow sails it through Ovechkin's legs and goes all the way into the empty net. And then Tom Wilson sucker punched Timo Meyer for a power play that also did nothing. 4 2 loss. There you go. Nobody, Nobody's happy in New Jersey, as they shouldn't be, because this was a profoundly poor effort. And combined with the fact that in Colorado, yes, if you were to tell me the Devils were going to lose to Colorado, I would have said fine but I would have expected it to be a better effort than what we actually got. Mm-hmm. And the same is with the Capitals here. Like we're, the thing we're not complaining about is, you know, 
yes, it would have been awesome if you had Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer, but less less so to score goals and make plays, but more so to just to tell the boys, hey guys, we're playing a game here. Get it together. Because there's definitely a lot of lack of that in this in, on this team right now. And that's concerning considering the number of veterans that have been added to the team, that played on last season's team. The coaching staff is, except for Travis Green, you know, the same guys. It's the same management. So guys, where's where's the uh the professionalism, where's the accountability? And just to tack this on, and we we've made reference to this is uh, you know, in that Washington game. Lindy uh, Ruff decided to keep Alexander Holtz to a mere seven minutes of ice time. You know, you're down three, nothing. Let's not have the young guy who could shoot the puck pretty well, you know, get some minutes. He was kept mm-hmm. to that one power play shift. Ryan Novazinski asked a bit about this and Ruff's quote was, well, you got to play away from the puck. If you look at the first goal against in our system, he has to do a better job. We've got a D on the wall. He's back of the defenseman up. I always tell players, if you want to play more, don't get scored against. It really comes down to that. Now, first mm-hmm. and foremost, Ruff is wrong about that because on the first goal against, it was Nathan Bastion who was late on picking up his man as the winger. And who, by the way, gets scored on more. Who does get scored on more. Empirically. In fact, yeah, like this is, this is, this is, part of the other frustration here i'm not i'm not i'm not telling you the people who matter or you dan or anyone else that alexander holtz is this mysterious savior that if you just let him play 15 minutes you know he'll score 12 goals and the devils will go on a heater i mean it's not impossible that that could happen but it's not going to happen i will say that but this is a young guy who legitimately has shown some talent he legitimately has made improvements over what the team has asked him to do they asked him to work on his skating he's done that they want him to be a more of a two-way player. He's done that. And what is his reward? You get Sandbeck with the Chris Tierneys and the Nathan Bastions and the Thomas Nosheks. And, and then we sit there and go, oh, man, he's not good. His numbers are bad. No kidding, guys. Like, like we're not saying – I'm not sitting here saying, you know, he needs to be playing exclusively with Jesper Brad instead of Andre Palat. But give the guy more than seven minutes before you start saying the guy's, like, no good. And as you just said, Dan, and I'm glad you brought this up, there are many devils with, who have been on the ice for more goals against, but their leashes are longer. Some of them mm-hmm. are understandable. You know, you're not going to bench Timo Meyer. You're not going to bench Jesper Bratt. But, you know, the fact that Bastion has give, been on the ice for 11 goals, more than more than Mr. Holtz. Uh, Mercer's been on the ice for 12 goals. Now, granted, Mercer has actually played somewhat decently the last couple of games. He was one of the few shooters in that Washington game. So he might be getting out of his slump, Dan. Yeah, but still. which is a great sign when they need him to. But even still, like what what does Bastion offer on offense that nothing. Holtz doesn't? I, it just doesn't yeah. make sense. And not only nothing in general, like even in that Washington game, like Bastion gave you nothing. Holla gave you nothing. Mercer didn't give you anything until the third period. McLeod didn't give you much, but I get it. You can't bench McLeod because, you know, you, your centers, you have to play him. But the larger point is this, like, it's clear that Ruff has given Holtz a raw deal here. And what's the larger message that says to the organization? You work hard, you do what the management tells you to, you, 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 you change your game, you upgrade your performances and, but the coach is still going to pick on you while playing guys who are legitimately having worse games on the ice mm-hmm. just because they make more money. That's not a good message. I, you know, the other, the other bit that has come up this during this week is that over in Calgary, where things are gone, if, whew, it's not fun to be in Calgary right now, Dan, yeah. uh, Nikita Zadorov defenseman has already requested a trade. It's November. Yeah, <laughs> the agent has already come onto social media and said, my, my client wants a trade. And, um, and you know, apparently the del- there's like interest 
from him to New Jersey and from New Jersey to him. I don't really get that. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's part of the appeal. I get it. He's a big, you know, defensive minded, you know, defenseman. I guess if you feel that the devil's problems are about the lack of physical play, which, you know, nothing that we've talked about would have been better if the devils were more physical, but Hey, I guess, I guess some people who still watch Don Cherry VHSs feel like they have a say in the uh, conversation. So whatever, um, you know, basically, yeah, that's that's my big problem is that uh, Zadorov is like, okay, he's better than Brendan Smith. Sure. If you want to argue he's better than Kevin Ball right now, okay. Is he two more million dollars to the cap better than these guys? Uh, what are you giving up? Like, what what's yeah. the point of giving something up for that? Yeah, like Zadorov's cap hit is bigger than Jonas Siegenthaler's. Like, you're not going to send him to Siegenthaler. Like, even if you swap Smith and Holtz, and ask Calgary to retain some salary to make it work. Okay. But you know, I don't think that makes your team significantly better. Yeah. And I don't think Zadorov would fit very well in the system where Ruff is asking defensemen to activate. Mm-hmm. And given how forwards are, you know, kind of non-committal sometimes on back checking, you know, you got to hustle, <laughs> you know, as we saw in the Colorado game and yeah. even in the Washington game, <clears throat> sorry. So, you know, I don't, I don't, I personally wouldn't go for it, but I get, you know, the team, you know, the division is a tight, tight division. And even just two losses, you know, that we're talking about here, the Devils slipped all the way from, you know, writing right behind Carolina for second to, you know, right being down in the middle of the division. They were a Flyers embarrassing loss to San Jose away from, you know, being in fifth place right now. And maybe mm-hmm. even sixth, depending on Pittsburgh's results. Well, so, yeah. you know, so I Again, get it. It's early. It is, uh, uh, you're you're missing the main headliners of this team. I get it. And there's only so long you can use that excuse. But again, the, the main measuring yeah. stick point is coming. American Thanksgiving is where a lot of people like to make a demarcation point of um, you know, who's in the playoff picture, who isn't. And so that is fast approaching. You have to do more than tread water here. You have to get back to what yeah. made you successful last year because right now by almost every metric where they were, you know, top five or top 10 last year, they're somewhere in the middle. It's not as bad as it could be. I'll certainly say that, especially without those two uh, centers, there's still been some um, to put on the goaltenders as well, but they have to be better than they have been. And they know that. Yeah. But that, and that's exactly why I'm so concerned is because they know that, you know, Mm -hmm. again, you know, the players know that these first period, these bad first periods are a problem and yet they continue to happen. They know that they need to pick up their men on defense and they know they need to uh, call things out and, you know, understand where they need to be on, you know, off the puck. And yet they still happen. They know they have to be careful in winning puck battles and not give up pucks away. And yet we still see the occasional bad turnover. Sometimes it leads to a goal again. Sometimes the goalie bails you out. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that that's my concern, Dan. And Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer alone are not going to fix that. And I'm concerned that, you know, you know, some because we see that with Holtz, you know, we we it's clear that some players like a Palat or a Mercer or a Bastion, even, they have a different leash than other guys. And, you know, that's with the, with the team now, you know, not having it so easy. They're sitting at seven, five, and one. That's going to start creating some cracks in the locker room. Like this, this all portends poorly if things don't turn around fairly soon. And unfortunately for the Devils, their next two weeks are not easy, Dan. Mm-hmm. Would you like me to run them down for you? Go ahead. So first, they get to go to Winnipeg on Tuesday. Gross. Yeah, Winnipeg's actually good this season. Who knew? 
Gross. Pittsburgh, who has been on a heater now. They actually won their last four games. Mm. Uh, they are rising up, and uh, so they don't, the Devils get to go to Pittsburgh on the 16th. Good luck with that. And then they'll play our hated rivals, who have, unless Columbus does everybody a solid tonight, they have not lost in regulation since last month. Yeah, this week. they basically what's happening with them is all the combination of successful things that the Devils were doing last year. And not only that, Dan, to the point of, you know, the injuries. And I know we brought this up yep. in the last episode. You know, recently, our hated rivals are doing this without Adam Fox, who is a Norris candidate player. You know, you need Norris candidate players. They make differences. And Igor Shesterkin, they're rolling out there with Louis Domingue and Jonathan Quick and winning games. Mm hmm. You're not going to get any sympathy without missing no Jack excuses. Hughes and, and Heischer. You're not. You're simply not. Anyway, that's this week. And then the Thanksgiving week, you get three days off before you play the following three games and four nights at Detroit on the 22nd. Go home for Thanksgiving. Then you host back-to-back an afternoon with Columbus, who at least do not have Oliver Borkstrand, but it's Columbus. I don't trust it. And then Buffalo. Who may or may not have a Patrick Kane at this, you know, by that yeah. point on the twenty fifth. I'll believe so, it. You know what? It so happens. I mean, you know, on paper, I, you know, outside of the recent run, if the Devils were fully healthy, I'd say the Devils have a pretty good chance of getting points out of all of these games and probably should win at least half of them. But given recent form and missing Hughes and Heischer, and I hope the Devils aren't going to try to rush him back early. Mm-hmm. You really don't want to do that. That's a bad idea for guys who sign long term. Um, you know, it's going to have to come down to guys putting in better efforts from the start of the game and people doing their jobs well and hoping you can grind out some points in most of those games. If you go out and go one and two both weeks, you know, we're going to Aaron go, maybe the playoffs aren't a guarantee. And Lindy. Yeah, your seat might get a little hotter. I mean, we've already seen one coaching change due to poor performances in Edmonton. The Islander faithful want to throw out Lane Lambert, and that's a team that just fell apart over the last week and a half. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, there's expectations here in New Jersey. Well, you sure. got to meet them. So we'll see yeah. how it goes. Again, it, it it does feel like this team is capable of ripping off a run of wins. Yeah. As soon as the centers get back, but you need to see everyone else get up to the level that it would take to sustain that level of winning. That That's the exactly. thing. Yeah, everybody's got to do a better job than what they have shown in the previous two games, and even arguably in the wins on that road trip. But mm-hmm. we've talked to that to a degree. So that's my spiel. All right. About what this happens. Hope for the best in Winnipeg and Pittsburgh. And of course, as always, try to beat our hated rivals. Yes, yes, naturally. And again, it's early in the season. We'll see as they warm to the task a little bit more, as everyone gets used to their assignments, as everyone um, adjusts to a new system. And, you know, reminder again that these people are signed for six, seven, eight years. We got some time. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, That all being said, thank you all, as always, for listening. And let's go Devils. We'll catch you next time. Go Devils. See ya. 